0: Welcome to All Ears, Senior Living Success, where we talk with industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Reiners, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Welcome back. Today, it's my pleasure to introduce our first ever international guest and my friend, Phil Moorcraft, vp at clb a company based in north holland but phil resides in the uk i've had the pleasure of meeting phil on the conference circuit and i think he's just got an amazing spirit to him an amazing accent that i just had to have him on so thanks for joining me today phil
1: hi matt how are you good to uh, good to talk to you all the way from the sunny sunny uk that makes a change
0: amazing i love it so phil the most important question first
1: is Hogwarts real? Oh, most definitely. Well, it definitely is to my daughter anyway. Um, so she's a huge Harry Potter fan. And actually, interestingly, um, uh, the, the filming was done about five miles from my house in a, a place called Gloucester Cathedral. So the hall where you go, where you see them eating all the dinner is actually uh, filmed just down the road from me. So, yeah, so it's definitely real to her, mate. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Amazing. It's real to me, too. I'm definitely a Potterhead <laughs> myself. So happy to hear that um and and so phil i think you've got like a really interesting perspective right you live in the uk you've obviously worked with communities over there you're coming into the u.s market um and based on what you know between the two different markets like what would you say are like the main differences or even the main similarities
1: um i think probably the main differences. the one that i picked up on straight away would be um how legislation and different states how different states are, uh, are regulated differently so in the uk it's all done at a national level so there's not a lot of um all the red tape is basically the same so you don't have to go and check different legislation to different states so that was probably the first thing that that sort of um that i noticed from doing my research is that it can vary quite considerably from state to state um also, probably the other the other really obvious one would be uh, space. So you guys have got a lot more space than, than the UK. So the way that you build communities um, is completely different than that we see in the UK. Um, we tend to have more specialist homes or, or specialist communities. So rather than having a big community where you'd have independent living, supported living, memory care, all on one big community, we'd have them separate. Um, but we are now seeing, a trend to actually copy what you guys are doing in the U.S. So we we're seeing what we call we call them villages. So rather than communities that we and they will have independent supported memory care and skilled nursing all in one village. Um, so they're probably the, the 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 main similarities and differences uh, that I've seen since I've been in the U.S
0: amazing yeah that's and I'm, I'm so unfamiliar with kind of what's going in the uk but it makes sense with like that space and all that sort of things and how you guys are thinking about it and i love that you guys are calling them villages you know i think <laughs> at times here in the states there has been this you know this movement to start calling them more communities and stuff and not just facilities um but i love the idea of a village right because it takes a village as we both raise our, our beautiful daughters
1: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And we also so we've taken in the UK, we've taken an approach from uh, from Holland as well. There's I don't know if you're aware, Matt, but there's a, a, a community or a village in Holland called the Hodevek.
0: <laughs> I've, I've seen a presentation on it, actually. But yeah, you should share more with our listeners. It's awesome.
1: So basically the whole their whole concept is that they build. So when in the UK, when we get a bit of land, we build in the middle and we have all the space on the outside. So what they've done is they've reversed that. Because we don't have as much space um, as, as you guys in the US and, and you know, Holland share the same, the same issues. What we're seeing now is we're seeing a tendency to build on the outside and then have the space in the middle. And what that allows people to do, it gives them more safety. So when we're talking about, mainly mainly we're talking about dementia villages now. So the Hodebeck is a very successful dementia village. It was probably 25 years ahead of its time. Uh, And we're sort of seeing that trend as well. So we're now building on the outside of, of, of land and having all the space in the middle. So you've got that more of a community feel within a much smaller space. So that's something else that we've sort of seen sort of the UK adopting from our sort of neighbors from the other way rather than the, the American way.
0: love it. And yeah, we I mean we talk about some of the, the similarities and differences. And you know I'm curious if you're seeing any trends take place in the UK that might have not quite made it to the US yet.
1: Um possibly. I mean forgive me I'm just just, just to take it back a step Matt as you know yeah. we probably what in 2020 I think it's um yeah, in out in um Jacksonville. And then obviously we've had COVID here. And so my my exposure into the US market has been basically the last six months. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my thoughts on a very limited, um oh, good, limited knowledge. Um, but what we're seeing in the UK is is a drive for innovation to do more than one thing. So previously we've seen, and probably post-pandemic, we've seen uh we, we, we've seen innovation or a drive for innovation to look at a certain a certain problem. So let's take falls, for example. So let's say, what can we do to alleviate falls or to reduce falls? And we look, we would look at one product for that one solution. I think now over the over COVID and, and all the issues around um, staffing and, and, and pricing and everything else that's, that, that COVID brought with it, we're now looking, or, or UK companies now are looking to have a solution that just does more, more than one thing. So... You know, again, being very biased, you know, looking at the technology you know, that I'm monitoring solutions, it does many more than just four reductions. It does improve sleep. It's you know, it's a, so people are looking at at products that do a lot more than just one outcome. And also, the other thing that people are looking at is, what do we take away from that? So, what data can we collect? Where does that data go? What do we do with that data? And and how can we integrate other systems to Get a better overview of what's happening happening within our homes so you guys have a um uh, people like point click care we have companies called pcs very similar sort of uh, product and um, so we look at how we can integrate our information into other technology to give the customer a better overview of what's happening within the homes so that's the sort of drive that i'm seeing at the moment is to look at sort of a wider picture rather than narrowing in on one product for one solution. It's, it's getting a lot bigger and a lot wider.
0: Yeah. I think we're, we're seeing something here in the States too, in terms of that, like, you know, these companies that are offering multiple services and everything is kind of within one umbrella, I think it, it makes life easier for everybody involved. Right. When, instead of like dealing with all these different platforms. Um, so it is, it's definitely cool to see that our, our minds are on the same uh, wavelength with that. Um, and now I know you had mentioned, you know, it's a different legislation going from state to state, but I'm, I'm wondering what else has been surprising in working with some of the communities in the U.S., whether, you know, what's like been the biggest culture shock moment for you?
1: Um, and, and again, so very limited exposure. So we actually don't have any communities that we're currently deploying our system in. But if I take it a step back from that and go sort of at a higher level um, I think the biggest difference is the is the enthusiasm to embrace new technology or try new things. Um, I'm sure you're probably very aware, but in the UK we're extremely risk averse. And um, there's an old saying that you know you don't get sacked for buying Cisco because everyone has Cisco routers in the UK and Cisco hardware. You know, and the technology is really old, but you know that, that's just the mindset of, of, of generally you know, very risk-averse businesses in the UK. What I found really refreshing is the is the enthusiasm of people within the US to try something new and be a bit bolder and a bit more out there and a bit more willing to to, to risk a little bit more Um, because they, you know, they can see the rewards. And even though we could see them in the UK, there was a, a really reluctant to sort of someone put, you know, take the first step. As that that's been a completely different um, atmosphere in the UK uh, sorry in the US it's it's been really refreshing actually it took a very long time to get this um, what i do implemented into the UK and i don't see hardly any of those barriers in the US so i'm really really excited to uh, you know to to start putting our technology out there and 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 then and again then sort of learning about how US communities work i would imagine that we'll get the same concerns or or, or, um, queries when we go into at the shop floor level. So when I'm talking, I'm talking about sort of higher level management, um, CEOs, chief execs. Um, But when we actually deliver the product into the shop floor, I would imagine it's the same sort of concerns. You know, I've done this for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Now I'm going to be doing something different. So how does that look? How does that feel? Um, So I imagine that that sort of um, side of it will be very similar to the UK.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I I definitely, so again, I've, I've never worked with any communities in the UK. I would definitely find that there's this rising enthusiasm. I think you kind of described it great there in terms of like using technology, being innovative. I think there's definitely an excitement at the chief exec level, at the home office level, but then once you kind of get into the community, it's kind of that you know, what's in it for them and, and kind of framing the conversation or kind of the value prop to like, how does it make their life easier, their job easier, improve their residents' quality of life? Um, so I do find that that is that is very uh, similar, but there is an excitement in terms of like embracing technology and doing that um, for, for these communities here today.
1: Yeah, so it, it, a lot of the a lot of the systems that we're seeing is mainly around sort of creating data. Sort of going back back to my answer previously, we're looking at, like I say, what, do, what technology can do more than one thing. What can we look at? How do we how do we take one one bit of technology and maybe add two bits of technology together? Integration is is sort of something that's really big in the UK at the moment. We're seeing lots of lots of requests for integration with our systems in looking at how. We can monitor sleep patterns um and how that integrates into well-being so you know what, what happens within nighttime time um, that affects our behavior during the in the day and i'm sure you're wholeheartedly aware of your one-year-old daughter that lack of sleep can have a, <laughs> a very detrimental mental um, sorry detrimental effect on well-being so it's it's looking at it's looking at all those parameters and, and bringing them into into one center or or one way of of collating and then being able to report on that as well is is hugely important so it's all really good having having all these different data streams and all this information but how do we get it into one space and how do we report on that that looks that looks something real for managers i mean because at ceo and chief exec level you know that they understand what what the systems do and, and how they want them to work but realistically how do we get that information to across to the managers and the staff because they're the ones that are doing it right you know they're the ones that are um that are delivering all these wonderful new innovations and they're the ones that have to work with it so how do we how do we collate that and how do we feed it back to the people on the shop floor to show that what they're doing is having a positive impact and that's sort of where we're really seeing you know a huge increase in in, in requests for integration and requests for data uh, and a request to work with our customers to show that we can you know that we're delivering on the outcomes that we say you know when before we implement the system so there, that's that's a really big trend at the moment also i would say and again uh, uh, forgive me my, my us knowledge is is limited but we're seeing sort of a big increase for medium level homes does, does that make sense when i say that matt So sort of we've got a lot of very high end homes and and some more I don't want to say low-end because they're not low-end. But what we were- we call it more of like the middle market here, more of the Middle market homes, yeah. So there's been a huge, a huge a lot of the developments have been very high level. So if I take a couple of my London customers in Chelsea and Kensington, you know, we're talking very, very um, luxury care homes. And the trend is at the moment is that actually there's a huge need to, to, for, for middle-level homes, because that's that been neglected over the last couple of years. So that's where we're seeing more movement within the US, the US uh, sorry, the UK market um, at those sorts of levels, and also looking at how we can do things smarter. So I think that's that's a key term that, that we see in the UK quite a lot, is what are we doing and how can we do it smarter, and what is out there to help us? Uh, and, and that whole, whole ethos or whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for, whole mentality about embracing new things has shifted significantly since the pandemic because they have to you know we have all the same problems as everyone else has in the world at the moment no staff you know, that, that's probably our biggest issue so what can we do differently to help our staff when you know we've got good staff but what can we do differently to help them you know what can we implement to make their life easier what technology is out there to to assist them to do a, a good job but you know, potentially with less people or or less time. So those are the sorts of things that we're seeing in the UK. And I would imagine probably very similar to the US.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of funny, because like all the things I think you kind of talk about we're we're struggling with here over here, or even just the trends in terms of more of those middle market plays, I think we're seeing some of those communities pop up that might not have all the glitz and glamour and all the amenities, but can still provide a quality of life. And I think you know it's it's not everybody can afford the nicest of the nice and we there's this huge subset of people out there that are looking for something and need something and i think you're starting to see some of these groups really starting to pop up to to help with that um which is just really cool to see
1: yeah definitely um you know that there's a there's a huge need for it there was a um A recent survey, I think by 2028, there'll be 35,000 shortages of beds in the UK market for residential. Because obviously we're all living longer, you know, the the quality of life and and well-being has improved significantly over the last century. So, you know, there's a huge market there for, you know, for for senior living, um, especially the, like I say, the middle level the normal math, like you can't afford the you know, thousand pound a day, um you know, homes. <laughs> one yeah. day, one day.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Phil, before we sign off, any final thoughts here?
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me on. um And thank you for being so supportive. You know, it's, it's really difficult coming from another country into the U S and, and meeting people like yourself has been extremely beneficial to myself. And to see how being, you know, I can't thank you enough for, for making me feel so welcome within the great country that you call home.
0: Hey, you're always welcome, Phil, to hang out. Um, we can always hit the conference circuit together and you've got a friend in me, so thank you for, for taking the time today. And I, I really appreciate all of your insights. Brilliant. Thank you, Matt. Have a good day. If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at EversoundHQ.com.